in-depth conversations, matchup breakdowns, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dunlap. Fourth down in the Steel City. The Steelers drop to one and one after losing to the New England Patriots. I'm Adam Crowley. He's Colin Dunlap. And a place nearby the Hampton Beer Outlet, Colin, is they got a sign on their beer for 10% ABV or higher so that you can drink your Matt Canada sorrows away. That was the sign that was up on the beer. I yeah. love this damn town. I know. I got a text from the owner, Bill Shaner. Great guy, one of the all-timers, and he he's not a fake fan. Like, he lives and dies with it, right? Big hockey fan, big Steeler fan, all of it, Pirates fan. And he texted me a picture of the display, and I said, well, and that's, I mean, for people that don't know or aren't drinkers or aren't beer drinkers, 10% ABV is get you drunk beer. I mean, oh, yeah. like five point, it's pretty much double. Like 5.1 generally is like a light beer or something in and, in and around there, about right at five. So it's get you drunk beer. So anything, and I, what did he do? It's a, it's just a, an end cap. It looks like with the drink your Matt Matt Canada sorrows away beer. I love it. Uh, people are in full meltdown mode, and you know, I can't blame them. I can't blame them at all. Well, who do you blame? And should the end cap? say drink your Mitch Trubisky sorrows away or should it be your drink your offensive line sorrows away or should it be drink your Mike Tomlin sorrows away what do you who do you place the most blame on for the offense here because they've scored just one touchdown in two games that ain't good enough how about drink your offensive woes away but I do think it starts this is crazy I think it starts with Mike Tomlin and am I allowed to to mention Art the second here Am am I allowed to go there a little bit because I don't think enough people in town have. It's easy to blame Matt Canada, but when Matt Canada gets called, what's he going to say? No, I don't want to be the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> it's easy to blame Mitch Trubisky, but, you know, even we wish away that he would be a better quarterback, we'd know what he was going in. Um, They're the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not – they're not, you know uh, – Westmont Hilltop in Johnstown. They're the Pittsburgh Steelers. One would think that they could afford an unbelievable offensive coordinator, an up-and-comer, a big-time guy, (coughs) excuse me, and one would think that Mike Tomlin would want that guy. On the other side, something as big as a coordinator would have to be cleared through Art II. Why wouldn't Art II say, it's our duty as the Pittsburgh Steelers to go out and find the best offensive coordinator that there is. I find it impossible to believe that, and I don't know who the available uh, names were, but I find it impossible to believe that Matt Canada, who was the assistant to the guy that failed, that was the best available after they fired the guy that failed. Yeah. There's two options when you hire an offensive coordinator, far as I'm concerned, you either get somebody who's done the job for a long period of time and bounced around because at least they've got a track record, they've got experience, or you go get the young hot shot that is trained behind the guy that is the guy, right? Like Sean McVay. Matt Canada was behind Randy Feetner. Before that, he was bouncing from college to college. That's not the template for the guy you hire as your offensive coordinator. 
And the reason why I'm circling around this man today is because last year the offense looked exactly the same. The results were exactly the same. Maybe a little flair this year here and there that's different than last year. They don't attack the middle of the field. Up-tempo is the only thing that seems to work. On the Steelers' seven-play touchdown drive, five of the plays came from no huddle, and they didn't go back to it again at that point after. They kicked a field goal earlier in the game, and they ran some no huddle. This was the problem last year. When you actually took Matt Canada out of the equation a little bit, the offense got better, and then he was loath to go there more frequently. I can't get past blaming that guy. They've got a bunch of issues. The quarterback's probably one, too. We'll get to him. But to me, they've definitely got the wrong guy at offensive coordinator, and they're just simply not going to fire him during the year. Matt Canada is the Mason Rudolph of offensive coordinator. Oh, man. When you, whenever you go and you lay out what his, what his place in the game is in the NFL, he's a guy that got a chance and failed. And he's a guy that's mired behind the good guys and a guy who you wonder and you say, why is that guy getting a chance? Well, he's a hanger on in the league. That's what Matt Canada has turned into after just a couple of years, a hanger on in the league. And he's the Mason Rudolph of offensive coordinators. Nobody's lined up to trade for Mason Rudolph, despite all the reports that people would line up to trade for Mason <laughs> Rudolph. Right. If Matt Canada lost his job tomorrow, He's not on an offensive staff this year in the NFL. No one's bringing him in to con consult with. He's not going to be an NFL offensive coordinator prediction here ever again after he's inevitably fired or retired by the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not going to happen. And to me, you hire guys who look at your organization as a stepping stone. Why is ambition such a bad thing? Why, why shouldn't you root for a guy to come in, have three or four unreal seasons where you have crazy success and then you leave? It hasn't worked out, but this is why I, I like the pit hire of Capel in basketball. I thought at the time, oh boy, this guy could go to Duke. Okay, so what? If he goes to Duke, that means he's great. That means well, he did like, exactly what you want. Think of these guys. Like, um, you know, Ike Hellier, gone. He's Sean Surrett. Gone. Um, you know, uh, Randy Feetner, gone. Guys like that. The guy that went to uh, UTEP that was the offensive line coach, gone. The guy who was from uh, upstate New York, gone. Uh, and none of these guys ever graduated to a better job. They didn't, nobody it comes here that is a Steelers position coach and then becomes the offensive line, or that it then becomes an offensive coordinator somewhere. Nope. This is particularly true on the offensive side of the ball. There is nobody, nobody that even we even hear about team requested an interview to talk to whomever to become a coordinator. It, why is that? You know, look, I get it on defense, and even on defense, nobody was lining up to hire Keith Butler. That wasn't happening. No, he was going to be a Steeler coach, and that's what he was. Nobody's really hiring Jerry Osaski. Uh, nobody's lining up to hire, you know, back way back in Joey Porter who worked his way out of town that Mike Tomlin hired as a friend. It is a, people are freaking lying to themselves. If they don't think it's a story that Mike Tomlin has coached in this, in the national football league for a decade and a half. And he has uh, no, uh, no identifiable coaching tree. It is a joke. 
I think part of it on the offensive side, because I do think it's more of an offensive problem, is you look at Randy Feetner, and in 2019, the offense was dreadful, and it looked exactly the same way as it did last year. And then it's looked exactly the same way for the first two games of this season. I think Mike Tomlin's telling these OCs, listen, we've got a great defense. We've got a quarterback whose arm was falling off in Ben, and now one that we're afraid is going to turn the football over. Let's just be conservative. And I'm wondering if you're just going to have a hard time hiring coaches if you are the conservative defensive head coach. That makes sense, except this. Here's where I, I run along with you, I run along with you, and then you can go over the cliff if you want, but I stop dead in my tracks. Your theory makes a lot of sense, except Mike Tomlin is also intimately involved in the draft, and he has not built his team to be conservative on offense because he's not infused any line. So that's the part I don't understand. He went and he okayed because the head coach had to. Okay, a quarterback being taken first overall. He went out and he okayed the first pick um, just the last year because they didn't have a first-round pick as Chase Claypool. You know, I buy your theory, and I like it a lot. But And he may even be telling people that. But he hasn't built his team to operate as such on offense because if you're going to play that way, you better draft linemen. Well, we do know that, and you should draft linemen. I mean, you, you and I are both in agreement on that. We know that Mike Tomlin – he really didn't want Ben Roethlisberger to come back. Uh, he wanted to move on before. We also know that, yes, they're drafting the skill position talent, but they didn't believe in Ben at the end because Mike Tomlin didn't want him around. So clearly he didn't believe in him. So I think he was telling them, eh, maybe be a, little, be a little conservative with Ben around. And then I think with Mitch Trubisky, as much as they say they believe in Mitch Trubisky, they believe in him to a point. They believe that if asked, he can not turn the football over. And they believe they're good enough defensively to win games that way. I will change my tune if Kenny Pickett comes in and the offense changes. If Kenny comes in and they say, okay, let's play some big boy football the way you got to win in 2022, then I think I'll change my theory. But I'm not so sure they're going to do that because when he does come in, he's still going to be a rookie quarterback. I don't want to be reactionary, and I actually want to be positive. But the more I sit and really think about the depth of this, I, I'm i having a hard time being positive. And I've turned like a new leaf over the past four or five years. I've become a pretty positive guy, and I look at a lot of the positives in life, and especially in football and things that we cover. I just don't know why I'm supposed to believe that the Steelers have things fixed, that everybody – for the past 16 months have said are broken except the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what other way to put it. There's nothing they do well offensively. It's why I, this is early for this, but I guess we can do it since we're not going to have a podcast again until after the Cleveland game. I think they're going to Cleveland lose Colin because Cleveland, at least they're not a good football team right now. I don't think they have a pretty good roster just like Pittsburgh. They at least know what they want to be on offense. And they're actually pretty good at it. They run the ball. They've got guys who blow you off the ball, and they're going to run it, if not just with one guy, with two guys. What do the Steelers do well on offense? Yeah, that's a really a good call. What is, what is their offensive identity? If you told somebody to watch the first eight quarters of the Pittsburgh Steelers and even the last I did five games last year and say, 
what is their identity? What do they do? Now, it's it's tougher to formulate an identity a lot of times in the pros than it is college. You go to college and this is an option team. This is a belly option team. This is a wishbone team. This is an air raid team. This is it's easy in college, right? But in in you at least have a template in the pros. We know what Patrick Mahomes is. We we know what he does, right? We know what um, the Cincinnati Bengals are, okay? And even though they're zero and two, we know what the Bills are for sure. But when you ask somebody, even people that are intimately follow this game. You say, like, the Steelers are, maybe they run the football a little bit, and their passing game seems to be built a lot on hope up the rail. Like, let's hope that we jump and catch the football. I think the identity is (laughs) risk-averse. Like, that is, that's what they're trying to be. And make a great play interspersed with that. Right. And you're going to ask your quarterback to do nothing, and then when it's a weighty down, you're going to ask him to do everything. And then the skill position guys that you did draft, they've got to go out there and make plays when you, I think it can be a good thing when you don't have one dude like a B was the dude. I think it can be a good thing when you've got five or six options because you can keep the defense guessing. Problem is I don't think the offensive coordinator sees it that way. And I don't know if I don't, I'm having a hard time blaming Mitch Trubisky. I want to blame Mitch because I know he I know. has played better in the past, but I'm having a hard time here because what what I'm seeing, yeah, some of the All-22 came out today, and I watched some of the clips that people have been circulating. Mitch did miss a couple of guys who were open in his reads. There's no doubt about that. There's also some stuff that, like George Pickens not being being schemed open by Matt Canada is a travesty to me. And I well, can't put not that going on. double tights and curling a double a tight end back to you in the middle of the field is a travesty. Uh, it is not going. And if you're going to play the fullback, just play the fullback and use them traditionally. Right. You, you know, I, like I was thinking about this today just before we came on. And it, I don't think it's a stretch. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the greatest athletic catch in Steelers history away from being <laughs> 0 and 2. Oh, yeah. They got the best individual catch in Steelers history, which was the Deontay Johnson catch along the sideline. If that doesn't happen, they're 0-2. Yep. Which is in that right there in a very vital, (laughs) pivotal moment in the football game was built on hope. Let's hope our guy makes a ridiculous play. But you know what? It should be more predicated on hope in a way because – do that a little bit more uh, because Deontay Johnson, he's not going to make that play probably ever again, but he can make plays. He made one on the two point conversion. George Pickens purportedly can make plays. Uh, Chase Claypool in the middle of the field as a slot receiver. W- what are we doing here? That guy can make plays. Pat Fryermuth, Gentry, Najee Harris was actually effective when he caught the ball in this game. You've got dudes who can make plays. Not due to, well, boy, I don't want to throw it there. Oh, gee, we could lose the game. How about you use their talents and their immense to go win the game? How about that? I'm getting the sense that Mitch Trubisky starting to be a little frustrated because yes. he also doesn't want the heat. He doesn't want people chanting someone else's name, but he wants to be a team player for now because he doesn't have a whole lot of juice in this town yet, and he hasn't played well. 
but what he kind of wants to say is like, this isn't freaking me. Like they're not letting me do what they, they sold me a different car when I was coming here, man. Colin, you brought this up today, but Pat Fryermuth was not exactly kind to Matt Canada in the post game. And neither was Deontay Johnson and Mitch was more political about it, but he was questioning the plays in his way as well. I mean, that's three guys right off the top of my head that were not happy with the way things were called. And of course there's execution problems too, but if you've got dissension in the ranks two games in when you're one and one, what does that say for the, projection of this offense now going forward yeah it's never getting fixed it's never getting fixed this yep. year my uh, matt canada is playing out the string whether it's seven games nine games or 17 games he's playing out his string and there'll be another coordinator here next year i hope you're right because he sucks yes coming up next does the defense bear any responsibility for the loss <laughs> we just killed the offense for 17 minutes we'll get to the defense coming up next Fourth down in the Steel City. <laughs> 